You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All, owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We are a Pinterest marketing agency. Today, we are talking about e-commerce, and I chat with Carrie Fitzgerald about how she grew her e-commerce business to multi-six figures in just two years, and then now how she's taking all that she's learned with that and teaching other e-commerce businesses how to scale as well. And so we talk about how Pinterest played into her story, how it's playing into it now, given that we have all these new features. We go through some great topics and examples towards the end of the current business that she is working with. So since we're talking about e-commerce in this episode, I want to let those of you who are DIYing your Pinterest marketing that we have an e-commerce bundle for you in our Simple Pin shop. So if you go to simplepinshop.com, you'll see a tab at the top that says e-commerce. Go click on that and see if you can find um, the tool that's right for you. So some people might just need one workshop where how do you get your shop up and running on Pinterest, the tech part. Some people might need how to market your shop on Pinterest. We have that there. And then some might need our bundle, which has all of it together with some really sweet Pinterest templates. So if you're ready to DIY your Pinterest marketing, get your e-commerce shop up and running on Pinterest, go to simplepinshop.com to find the product that works for you. Okay, let's dive into my episode with Carrie. Hey, Carrie, welcome to the Simple Pin Podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to get to know you and all about your business and all about how you really took, you know, your product business to multi six figures in two years. And I've read all about you and your love of lip balm, of course, on your website. But for those who haven't had a chance to do that, tell our listeners who you are and what you do. Thank you. So my name is Carrie Fitzgerald, and I am an e-commerce and product-based business coach, mentor, educator, and I work with product-based businesses, mostly female, and really help them to get visibility in their business and create a brand that customers are really, really obsessed with. And yeah, that is a little bit about uh, my current business. And I love do love my lip balms. I have quite a collection. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite, by the way? A one that's like a tried and true, you always buy that brand? I do. Oh my gosh. I forget the name of it now, but it's from it's from um, like Sephora or Ulta. And it it has like kind of like an old-fashioned packaging on it. Now, of course, I have to like look in my bag to look, but <laughs> right. it, it's... um Yeah, I can't remember. But honestly, I've also started to use Road Lip Treatment. And oh. it's amazing. Amazing. <sighs> Interesting. All For all of you living in a dry climate, there you go. There's your solution for sure. Okay. So I'm super curious then, how did Pinterest really come on the scene for you to really be one of your main marketing tools? Kind of like what was your aha moment where you're like, oh, I have to use Pinterest? So I think the first aha moment I had was with my my first business. I, I am the was the founder of uh, the Dapper Dog Box, which is which was a um, e commerce and subscription box business catered to pets and their pet parents. 
And I started the business in 2016. And I spent the first year just trying to like figure out what on earth to do to get visibility for the business. My background was in marketing, but mainly in higher education. I basically got paid to travel the world and recruit international students to come to study the US. Dream job when I was in my 20s. And so I kind of knew about marketing and like I knew how to sell things, but I didn't know how to sell physical product and just get people to find my website. So the first year I focused on, you know, Instagram and, and, you know, did a customer referral program. But then I started to get into SEO and blogging the second year. And I feel like that was a game changer for me. And I was trying to figure out, okay, how do I get these blogs to, to reach more people? Like, how do I get more people to find them? And through the combination of like learning about SEO, I started to get into Pinterest and I was like, okay, Pinterest isn't just a place where you are looking for furniture and home decor and party things like this is kind of a cool opportunity for me. So I started to kind of get into it my second year in the business. And I had a blog post that it was very like I had a blog post, it was called, um, I forget the exact title, but it was essentially the best dog toys for golden doodles. That was one of my customers. And I wrote this blog post and I started creating pins for it along with the other things I did in my business. And I was noticing like, gosh, these pins are getting a lot of views on Pinterest, but also they're getting a lot of, like I'm getting a lot of traffic from my my store. I was using HubSpot at the time for my blog. And within a year of starting blogging, I had you know blog posts that got 20,000 website visitors. And I attribute a lot of that actually to Pinterest because Pinterest was one of like my funnels that was people were going on Pinterest or Google to find things about dog toys. And either my Pinterest thing was popping up or my blog post. So that was really like early on in my business. Well, the the second part of my business, I had my business for two and a half years, that I realized Pinterest is actually this incredible place for people discovering my business in the first place, but then driving traffic back to the blog post, which of course, then they can either opt into my email list, they can scroll through and read about the blog, and they can also shop at my online store. So I would say that was really the aha moment was like, when I first noticed this blog is getting a lot of traction, and I don't know why. And then I was like, Oh, one of the reasons is Pinterest. So Mm -hmm. well, and I appreciate that you said that because one of the pushbacks that we get from e commerce sellers when it comes to using Pinterest is that they don't want to create blog content. And what I love is that in your second year, you said, I'm going to make SEO and blogging important. And I'm going to talk about this aspect and of course, link to my product. So can you talk a little bit about what you would say to maybe one of our listeners who's like, oh, blog content, like, I keep hearing this over and over. I know I need to do it. But it just feels so labor intensive after I've kind of like created my product and I'm shipping and I'm doing all these things. Can you just address that a little bit when people kind of push back at that idea of blogging? Absolutely. I mean, the biggest thing I would say, and this is a bit of like tough love, because that's just how I am, is if you want to create a business that will grow over time without you spending all of your time and energy posting every single day on social media, then blogging or creating like YouTube videos, for example, these things work can like in conjunction with the search engine, Google. And the more you can get your stuff to show up on Google, which is what happens when you write a blog post and it's optimized with SEO and keywords, your stuff will continue to get pushed out to people. So I always say Google is like the matchmaker between um, content and what people are searching for. And Google is like, oh, you're looking for 
the most all natural lip balm or something. I don't know. Uh, Google is like, oh, okay, Rode. Rode makes this kind of lip balm and they like match what the person's searching for with that brand. So I think blogging is such an important <laughs> way to like grow your business without you being sucked into the social media thing. And I think another thing too is like, Instagram is changing every single day. I was reading yesterday, TikTok might be banned soon. And you know, blogging is your own thing. That's like you kind of own your blog posts, and they will work for you. And if you're wanting to build a business, again, that doesn't have to rely on social media, then it's it, it will only help you. So I would say that. I don't know if that's enough information. But I'm definitely a huge, huge advocate of blogging because it truly does create a funnel to your um, website. And it helps people discover you over time. And the more you can put your stuff on search engine platforms, the more people will discover you, you know, in six months, two years down the line over and over and over again. Yeah. And I we have an old podcast that we'll link to in the show notes, but it was with Laurel Box, who is a grief box company kind of, you know, helping people like, what do I give to somebody who's just lost a pet or a child or a parent, but they would answer those in blog posts, which to your point, created that funnel to move them towards that. And I think it's, it is, we are all tired and burned out in business. But I would say a lot of it is this chasing the Instagram moment or the TikTok moment. And I agree with you. Like I've been reading all those things about TikTok too as well. And that potentially being shut down or even Instagram shop going away. And I think that longevity of content lives on, like you said, the six months, one year to where people can engage with it. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be 3000 words, right? Like it really just has to answer a main question for somebody and getting into that groove. And so um, that was great encouragement. I love it. I hope those listening who are really like dragging their feet that you'll just do it and you'll get into it. So I want to jump off at that point where you see that there's this 20,000 sessions that are coming to your website and you're like, whoa, what's happening here? And you see that it's Pinterest. So when you first started diving into the platform, talk a little bit about like maybe some successes you had or even some mistakes you made in the beginning, whether it was even like listening to wrong advice or listen, taking a course or whatever it is. Kind of how did you get that launch right after you did blogging and SEO focus? Um, I think in terms of Pinterest, like what worked or what mistakes I made or what, you know, what things worked for me, I think what some mistakes that I made were definitely not optimizing the pins very well. And I know, like, we all want to use the fun, like fun fonts and the script fonts. And like, let's do pale pink with white, you know, with colored font. And unfortunately, we don't always what we make in Canva, for example, doesn't always show up on Pinterest very well, especially when you think that your ideal customer is using a mobile device. And when you're looking at a phone with teeny tiny little like thumbnails, people can't read that like pink font or pink, you know, pink graphic with white font and things like that. So I think that kind of took me a little bit of time to like figure out the creative stuff. I am not I'm better now than I was this was, you know, I started my business seven, my first business seven years ago. Um, So I'm definitely I've evolved with Canva. But when I first started using Canva, I was horrific, horrifically bad. And they didn't have like, I don't recall they had as many templates as I do now. Like I feel like now, like 
no matter what you need, there's like a million beautiful Canva templates. So I think the creative part was the part that I struggle with the most. I really figured out the keywords and, you know, adding keywords to your titles and titling the graphics and pins with those keywords. Like I kind of knew that stuff, but I think the biggest thing was um, the graphic part of it. Like my early on pins were just kind of terrible. I feel like everybody's are, right? You look back and you kind of cringe. Yes. So I, I would say that is definitely a huge mistake that I made. And just kind of not understanding that people are looking at these on their phone and not on this huge enlarged canvas screen that we that we usually do when we're making them. So yeah, I think those were some a big mistake that I made. Did you have any other favorite tools you used then or maybe use now to kind of help with your production of Pinterest marketing or, or being more efficient? Yeah, definitely Tailwind. Um, I know there's some other Pinterest scheduling um, apps out there, but for me, Tailwind was was always like the easiest way because I used to, you know, upload one pin. And back then, we didn't have the like we didn't have the product tagging and all that. So for then, for me, Pinterest was simply a traffic vehicle. It wasn't really like an online shopping experience like it is more now, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I would have loved to have that back then. But yeah, Tailwind um, was definitely a game sa- game saver in terms of being able to batch a bunch of graphics and you know take all my blog posts that I made and, and make cute pins and, and things like that and tag those or not tag them. Sorry, have those scheduled through Tailwind. So yeah, that was a like I can't even imagine not using something like that because otherwise it's just so time consuming to upload pins like individually. 100%. I, I hear from people who don't use scheduling tools and I'm kind of like, how? How, do you do, how do you do that? Like, I can't even frame that up in my mind. Um, okay. So you mentioned something interesting. So you had your business 2016, two and a half years. And, you know, you just said it would have been great if I had the tools that we have now, which are like verified merchant program and shop tab. So let's talk a little bit about that process for you of growing the business and then did you sell it? Did you exit? What was that two and a half year kind of journey like for you? Yeah. So I grew, you know, I I started off just being like, oh, I'm going to start this pet industry business because I know I'm a dog person and like, I'm, I, I know how to market. So like, this will be easy for me. And of course, it's not easy. And I just really spent the two and a half years being super scrappy, really innovative, creative. Um, I didn't use advertising for my business. I literally relied on having beautiful packaging that when customers would get the package in the mail, they would have no choice but to whip out their phone and take a picture and post it on Instagram or Instagram stories and really leverage my customers to like be my brand ambassadors for me and promote my business. So super, super scrappy. And I grew the business. And then two and a half years, I decided I wanted to sell the business and I sold the business. So it was a little bit under like a little bit at the three year mark around of when I sold it. But yeah, I successfully um, sold and exited the business and definitely the best decision that I've ever made in my whole life. Really? Okay. Like I loved my business. It was like my little baby. But like when I started the business, I I started um, when my son was six months old. And I had moved across the country to Cal- from Boston to California. Like I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any friends. And I was just like in this kind of isolated, like I'm a brand new mom with a six month old baby. And I did, like, what, 
what, what should I do? Oh, I should definitely start a business. <laughs> right. <laughs> Add more stress. Another baby. But I feel like that the business like got me out of a bit of a hard time after having a baby. And honestly, like I loved I poured everything into it and I loved it. So I kind of do consider that like the second baby and growing it. And, you know, I just wanted to do something different. And I envisioned myself helping people start their own product-based business and e-commerce and online store and all that. So I kind of like could see my future back then, which is kind of funny. And yeah, I, I sold the business and kind of went from there, honestly. And that's what I'm you know doing today. But yeah, so I, no regrets. I love starting it, but I also definitely love um, being able to help people where I'm at now. Okay, so two and a half years, you grew the business, you're growing during this time. So what really led you, I guess, to get to that point of selling it and exiting? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing was like, when I started the business, I was a brand new mom, my son was six months old. And I I felt like I dove headfirst into my business. And it was kind of like the second baby. And I loved it so much. I I, I truly like put everything into it. And I loved it. But you know, after two and a half years of working all the time, just not outsourcing, not having a team doing everything from me shipping one box out to shipping 1000s per month, doing the customer service emails, being the marketing person, dropping everything at the post office, like it just was a lot. And I just got super burnt out. So it isn't like a super fun response. But it's just it is the truth. Like I was burnt out and I and I kind of was ready to d- do something else. I felt very stuck by the business. Um, but I also at the same time, I could envision the next phase of my life almost like I could see it back then. I'm a projector, human design, and I'm super, super intuitive. And I just get like visions about things that sounds super crappy, but it's true. And I could kind of like already see myself um, doing a course, helping people start their business. Because when I did mine, I didn't have a course or a coach or a mentor or a membership program. And I thought, you know what, like, I can help people start a business and grow it without the hassle that I had to go through because I didn't invest, I didn't have a team or, any, or anything like that. So that's kind of the catalyst to that. And I was in a random Facebook group, the only Facebook group that I was in. It wasn't even for product based business, it was, it was just like an entrepreneur group. And someone in there was posting about how she helped people sell their subscription businesses. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to reach out to her. And that was kind of it. We had a conversation. She gave me some tips on like, here's how you can increase your profit over the next six months. So you can sell your business for more money. And I did that. And I sold it in March, uh, sorry, February of 2019. So it's been four years. Yeah. Wow. And so I love that you kind of wrestled through all of those things. Now you're taking it and turning around and making the process for people get into it that much quicker. So I'm wondering, like, you know, as you're working with all these e-commerce sellers, is Pinterest something that people are thinking about? Is it top of mind? Or is it kind of like that? I'm going to go Instagram first. And then if that's not working, I'll try Pinterest. What you know, you since you see a lot of e-commerce sellers, I would love to hear what your community says about Pinterest marketing as it relates to the rest of the social platforms. Yeah, I feel like the biggest thing that I see and the big it's it causes me frustration because I know the power and potential of Pinterest. But I see a lot of, oh, well, I I created two pins and I didn't get any sales. So Pinterest didn't work. Pinterest isn't for me. Or 
I hear the, um, oh, well, Pinterest is only for the party businesses, or it's only for this industry or things like that. So I do think Instagram for, for a variety of reasons, just takes the cake in terms of people's interests. Like everybody wants to be on Instagram, then everybody wants to be on TikTok and they kind of forget about these other marketing channels. So I do feel like there's interest, but I think people don't know how to use a platform. They It's misunderstood in terms of the potential and how it can actually work for you. And they're not always super aware of the fact that like Pinterest, it Pinterest wants you to like go in their platform and promote your products. Like they want you to do all that stuff, you know? So I feel like there's just a lot of mis- misinformation about it. So yeah, for sure. Well, and I love, have loved hearing your story. I've loved kind of the progression of how it's all worked for you. And I guess this leads me to one of my last questions is, are you currently using business or Pinterest for your B2B business that you have now? You know, you had B2C before and I have B2C. Um, are you leveraging it for that? I am. I'm, to be honest with you, not leveraging it enough as I used to when I first started my business because I had success with Pinterest with my product-based business. I was like, yes, Pinterest is going to be like, you know, my new platform. And when I first started my business, I I like did everything on Pinterest and I have slowly not done as much, but um, we still use it. And honestly, it's so funny. I have some pins out there that get still drive so much traffic to my website. I have um, a course that's called, it's basically how to, I'm sorry, I have a freebie that teaches people how to start a subscription box business in 15 steps. And I still get people that sign up for that, like hundreds per month. And it's all from Pinterest. It's all from Pinterest that I literally created like two years ago, three years ago, and they still drive traffic. So it's kind of funny how um, it still helps me. But I, I do use it. I, I need to to do better about using it more, though. I'll say that. I feel like that's the name of the game of every platform. There's like this, I know I need to use it better, or I know I need to do this. And it's hard, right? Like we're so stretched thin with SEO and content creation and email list growth and all these things that I think, you know, to your advantage, you still are getting this traffic from Pinterest for that subscription box box post, right? Like people are still coming to you. And I think that right there is evidence of even though you're not able to put a full 100% into it right now, you're still reaping the rewards of the seeds that you've planted along the way, which I think is what people miss of Pinterest sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And also just to be honest with you, I have um, one client who I still do. It's my only client that I do this for, but I do all of their like um, direct to consumer marketing. So I, they have been in wholesale for a long time. It's a pet toy company. And when I started working for them, I built out their website, all their social channels, their Pinterest account. And I've been using Pinterest for them for, it's been three three years now, maybe a little bit more than three years. And they literally, we created every, we do everything on Pinterest. So they have like a million blog posts, product pins, all that kind of stuff. And during the holiday season for the last two years, like we, and I just want to share a quick example because this, again, this is like the power of Pinterest that people kind of just need to jump on board. Um, But just for like a holiday example, um, we created a blog post three years ago and it talks about like Christmas, like holiday poses you can do with your dog or something like something silly. And we created a couple pins for that, that direct back to the blog post. And literally for the last two Christmas seasons, 
their Pinterest account has, it blows up to like a million, a million and a half impressions. Um, They get thousands of clicks back to their blog posts in their website um, from pretty much October through November. I'm sorry, October, December, the last two years in a row from pins that we've created. I'm not even joking. um, Three years ago, three years ago. And they literally still drive thousands of people to the website for the last two years in a row. So it's, it's wild how that platform works. Like I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too, what you just highlighted too, that I think is such an important call out is that they have this high season that, you know, as you're a marketer for them, October to December, they're going to get a ton of traffic and it's hard to replicate that in like April and May, right? Because you have this one thing that really hits during this high season, people are shopping, they're spending money. And I think that it applies to content creators and product sellers, both that you're going to have a season on Pinterest where you're going to get a lot of exposure. And then you're going to have a season where you don't get a lot. And that's totally normal and okay. And I think what a lot of people do is they think something's wrong. They're like, Oh my gosh, I must be marked as spam. I must not be doing enough. And it's like, no, just know that this is your time. And like, you know, going into next season, you're going to be like, okay, gear up. We're going to get a ton of traffic through October through December. So we just need to be prepared, which I think is just how Pinterest works. Mm -hmm. And and for the client too, like, to be honest with you, we have, we have all their blog posts with pins on them in Pinterest. So literally throughout the year, we get like the ebbs and flows of like, ton of, you know, views on certain things, but we have like certain things during October that relate to like pumpkin spice and this and that. So it's such a, I think the word ebb and flow is a really perfect way to describe Pinterest because dip, and the thing is, is like we created this stuff two, three years ago. Like there's no other social media channel. Like Instagram could never do that for you. If you create something two years ago, it is dead and buried in a grave. Two weeks ago. Yes. So for that client, like Pinterest is their number one. Uh, whenever I check Shopify, it's like 93% of your traffic has coming from Pinterest consistently, which is kind of crazy because I we put not that much, like it doesn't take that much time. You just have to be consistent and it just works for you. So I just want to say that too because it's such an important thing. Yeah. So with this client, do you leverage the verified merchant program, shop tab, you know, I guess you have an experience of not having those things and then now having those things with these clients. Are you guys using those? Absolutely. Yeah, we have Verified Merchant. We have everything tagged as products. Um, in fact, they reached out to they reached out to me in August and they, I forget someone in the creative creator team, but they asked if we wanted to go on their live shopping channel. So in August, I did like an... I think it was like 10... It was a Pinterest TV... Yes, it was like yes. the next day I was going to, on a trip to Alaska. I was like, okay, I'll I'll do it. That's fine. Like, I can rally. So at like 9 p.m., I showed up at the, on the Pinterest TV channel and was like talking about dog toys, and it was fu- it was super fun. But cool. yeah, Pinterest is just awesome. I love that they really want e-commerce shops to be more represented mm-hmm. and like actually sell for you. Okay, so um, you can share with me if you want to or not, but. There's been a lot of questions about how Pinterest TV has worked for e-commerce, if it gives them a boost, if people buy products off of it, because 
I've noticed there's a lot of conversation, which I was actually blown away by the comments that happen on the Pinterest TV segments. I was like, I feel like nobody even knows about this, but there's like a thousand comments. So I guess that's like a two-parter. Did you see a lot of engagement and did you see any kind of bump or growth of the product sales? Um, we didn't really see sales, but you know, to be honest with you, my whole philosophy of marketing is like people don't always buy right then and there. Like marketing and all that is it's all for visibility. People discover you and then they can go follow you on Instagram, they can join the email list. People might not purchase for six months or one year, you know. So I don't always look at this direct sales right away, but the yes, the, what you just said was perfect. Like the the comments, they were flooding through. I was yes. Like, what are people doing at like 10 p.m. on a Friday? Don't you have something else to do? But I guess not. Right. Um, yes, we had some colorful conversations with people. It was like very entertaining. It was it was super, super fun. But yeah, I was I was pretty shocked at like the level of engagement. Yeah, I've heard that it's a good to your point about kind of that long tail marketing, like it's that seed that might, you know, be planted for future is I have heard that it can link to, or lead to more follower growth, lead to people finding you on other channels and kind of that brand awareness piece. So I'm really curious what Pinterest TV is going to do over the next year too as well and how you know we see it integrated with more of the e-commerce features too, but thanks for sharing that experience cuz we we've only had a few people share with us about, you know, how it's been for them. So anytime I get to ask, I'm like, "Oh, tell me more." Yeah, no, I loved it. I mean, I was like for them to reach out to the, the, I keep saying it was me and I'm just like the marketer of the, that brand. But like, I was super pumped because I have put, you know, three years of effort into growing their Pinterest channel and like I've done everything for their store. So for me, it was such a, it was like a personal compliment when Pinterest reached out and they were like, Hey, we, we love what you're doing. Like, we would love to feature you on our channel. Do you mind? Like, have you ever done video before? And I was like, Oh, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, absolutely. Let's go. I love it. Okay. So I'd love for you to share more about your, your business and how you can help product sellers. Cause I know for us, we're always looking to recommend great resources for e-commerce brands, especially those that are in like that one to three year phase. They might be a little bit teetering on the point of burnout. You know, they just need a place where they can go to learn and be encouraged. So would you just tell our listeners uh, about your products and your courses and things like that, and then how they can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. So I have something that's perfect for that person who's in like that early stage um, or growth area of their business. It's a member monthly membership. It's called e-commerce society. And it really focuses on um, helping brands grow traffic, um, sales, and visibility in their business without using advertising. And we do live calls each month. We have guest experts that come on. We have built-in like courses. Like I have a couple courses on traffic and just a lot of different things that people need, like the foundational parts of an e-commerce business that people often like gloss over. Um, so yeah, that's like the greatest thing. It's super affordable. It's an incredible community. I'm obsessed with it. It's we had it for I think eight or nine months now, and I just love it. It's so fun. Um, and people can, I do have other things, like I have some other mini courses and things, but I would say for people that are in like that one to three year mark, that, that program is pretty perfect because it's affordable. You get access. Like I answer everyone's questions and it's really fun because we do have awesome guest experts that come on and share everything from like auditing your website for you, doing copywriting edits, um, like how to DIY product photography, 
uh, everything, print on demand. So it's super, super fun. And that's called e-commerce society. And yeah, if you ever want more information or you want to learn more about like how I can help, you can head over to my website, which is kerryfitzgerald.com. And that's K-E-R-R-I-E. And I have, um, I do, I do offer quite a bit of things because I'm like super multi-passionate and I have a really hard time only offering one thing, but, <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, kind of check out some things like that. But yeah, my e-commerce society is, is kind of um, like the go-to offering that I have that can help people with like traffic and visibility and stuff and sales. Very cool. Okay. Well, we'll link that in the show notes for sure. And then on the blog post, which you can find at simplepinmedia.com slash three, two, three. Carrie, thanks so much for your wisdom and just your story and your history and being able to just kind of encourage people along the way. I know I've loved listening to it and I know other people will love listening to it too. So thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So much fun. 